0: Thousands of doctors and scientists worldwide being censored. Why is it not allowed for medical experts to speak out about the COVID-19 vaccine and about effective treatments for COVID-19? We are in an age of unprecedented censorship. Freedom of speech has completely disappeared on planet Earth literally thousands upon thousands of documentaries interviews programs from doctors and scientists have been removed from the internet their websites have been taken down without any warning what is going on why is there such an aggressive push for a vaccine for covid 19. why is literally every successful treatment for COVID-19 being banned from so many countries, there is something going on. Hi, I am David Sorensen from StopWorldControl.com. Today I have a guest in our studio, Dr. Carrie madey She is a medical expert who has done research for decades and she has found some extremely disturbing things about the upcoming vaccine for COVID-19. Dr. Carrie Madey has been the medical director of two large clinics. She has a vast medical experience and we are honored to have her here. I wanna encourage you to watch this video to the end so you can hear what she has to say. This may well be the most important video you will ever watch in your life.
1: I am very excited to be here and I feel it's very urgent that we get this information out to everyone. Um, I started researching vaccines uh, probably in my early 20s, Um, been very interested in them, but never before have I seen Um, the technology being used on this proposed COVID-19 vaccine never before. First of all, this vaccine will be using a modified RNA or modified DNA in the vaccine. So why is this important? It's important to know because it could potentially alter our DNA, our genome. And what's the big deal about DNA or RNA? Well, our genome. Well, the genome is what makes us human, what separates us from the rest of the animals and plants in the world. It's the blueprint for what creates us, what, how we reproduce, how we function, how we repair, how we evolve. So one little change, one little protein inserted, one taken out, one changed, can actually create a congenital defect or a hereditary disorder. So a little change is grand. So something that can alter that could really be devastating on us humans, right? So they're proposing to use this technology and part of this is called transfection, okay? Transfection is the same technology being used to uh, make a genetically modified organism, such as a tomato or corn in the grocery store. Um, And we all know that Monsanto is uh, pretty well known for making genetically modified organisms and they're not as healthy as the organic, the the wild type that you see out in nature. So if this is the same technology being used on the plants, well, what would happen to us humans? Potentially, we would not be as healthy, okay? And I want to remind everyone that this is the first time um, that it would be used on humans, large scale. We would be the experiment. We would be the lab rats. Um, We don't have long-term studies, so this is very, Very important to know. Let me just go and show you or tell you about one of the front runners for this vaccine. Um, That is Moderna. Moderna um, has been given about $1 billion from the US government for research and development. Um, It's backed by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Um, So they have a lot of money backing them. I wanted to let you know they're they're kind of the new kids on the block. They really have not been around for that long. They have never oh developed a human vaccine nor a human medicine ever. This is their first run at it. Um, also, just to know for you to know that they have gone from fast track their vaccine light years. Okay, so. They went from a lab you know, experiment to phase two, which is using only 45 human subjects in 63 days. Two months. That's crazy. <laughs> we should have years behind that. And, and I'm going to remind you that this is the first time they've ever um, developed a vaccine. Um, their early studies so far showed that in their, their phase two, which is using 45 human subjects, when they did introduce this vaccine into the human subjects 100% of the high dose vaccine group 100% got systemic side effects and the low dose vaccine group 80% got systemic side effects so already we're seeing initially side effects now long term we don't know so on Moderna one of the, the, um, the ways that they could apply this would be a a proposal would be going to use a bandage called a micro needle platform. So micro needle platform would be a bandage that you could get in the the mail like Amazon or UPS. It's a bandage you would apply on your hand here um, and then you take the sticker off and then voila, you have a vaccine, you do it yourself. So, how are they doing this? The bandage has tiny little micro needles on it, and it's designed after a snake fang or a viper fang. So, it's like a, a bite from a snake, but many of them. And they say you really won't feel it, but it goes into your skin, and the little tiny micro needles will be injected. So, what's in a micro needle? It'll be either the DNA or the RNA vaccine. Number two, it'll be something called luciferase. Now this is very important to know. They patented an enzyme called luciferase, okay? So this is called luciferase they claim because it gives a bioluminescence, a light, okay? And it's uh, not something you can see or feel, but if you have a special device like a smartphone app Um, with a special application, you can scan over it and it will light up. It will show a pattern, a digital code, a barcode, a tattoo. We're going to be branded. Each person will have their own ID. You know, this reminds me of World War II. You know, it's something to think about being branded like a product in the store. So that will be in there and that will hold proof that you're being vaccinated. They want to make sure that you're scanned and that you've gotten the vaccine. So we'll be branded what could that be used for there's lots of technologies out there but it's something that we need to be concerned about so there's two things we have a brand new experimental dna or rna vaccine that could potentially alter our genome and number two we're going to be tattooed or branded with an id And then number three, they'll be, this is all in a hydrogel. So hydrogel is a a technology that was invented by DARPA, Department of Advanced Research Project Agency. Now this is a small part of the Pentagon or the Department of Defense. They make the sci-fi inventions that you might hear about. So this is one of their inventions. You can um, look up on YouTube, hydrogel, the company, Profusa, and DARPA, and you'll see some clips of some of the technology of this. So this is a special technology because it goes under the skin, it's the body doesn't reject it, and it has nanotechnology, which are microscopic mic, uh, robotic organisms. So these microscopic organisms that are robotic will be in your body, okay? They can assemble, <laughs> disassemble, and reassemble and to do innumerable things into the body. So the idea of this would be it's a way for it to gather information from your body. So you could get your blood pressure, your blood sugar, your you know heart rate, which sounds good okay gather that information however it's also has a potential to be used for other things it can gather how many steps you've taken if you've fallen if you're swimming if you're running um, if you're menstruating how your menstrual cycle goes if you're having sex if you're sleeping um, it actually has a potential to know your emotions okay all of this data 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year is being accumulated. And where's it going? Well, they claim it goes to a smart app like your phone, the iCloud, or any smart device. But who's getting this information? Who is using it? What are they using it for? That has not been answered. So the other important thing to know is they're gathering all this information about us. And we're, we're putting that out. So we're being connected to artificial intelligence you have to know this is not just a vaccine we're being connected to artificial intelligence so just like a, a phone you have your smartphone you can send a text you can send an email but then the phone or your someone else can send something back to you to your phone that means something can send something back to our bodies messages or information Ooh. What could, what could happen from that? I could imagine that you could be affected with your mood or your behavior, your memory. That could really cause a lot of problems, a lot of confusion. And who's in charge of this? The Department of Defense, Bill and Melinda Gates, who's doing this? We don't have answers yet, but this is something real to know. This is being um, proposed. And I don't know if you've heard of something called ID 2020, but it's also uh, the idea that everybody will have a unique identifier. And from that identifier, everything will happen. We will not need credit cards, we won't need cash. Well, this is the beginning of the unique identifier, this branding, this tattoo. This means the end of cash, the end of credit cards. This is the beginning of all of this, okay? The loss of autonomy, the loss of independence, the loss of privacy. We have to really know what these people are intending to do. So the hydrogel also, the companies are claiming that the hydrogel has the potential to be an on-demand drug delivery system, okay? And I'm not saying it's coming in this vaccine, but I'm saying this is the same technology, you need to know this. So an on-demand drug delivery, that means that through a, a light application that a drug could be delivered into your body. Well, that's a little concerning, because I know if I take a medicine, I have a tablet and a bottle that has a label, I see the tablet, it has a unique identifier on the tablet, and I take it, and I know when I take it, I'm in control. But what if something, it has a light source, and I'm not quite sure what they mean by that, but that is what they're talking about, can activate something in your body? What if you don't know it's been activated? What if there's a problem with it? I mean, could you imagine the implications of this? What if a bunch of people are rioting out of control? Could something be stimulated in you to sedate you? I can imagine in the wrong hands, this could be very dangerous. Is that part of the reason of our military being involved? I'm just giving you some ideas to be critical thinkers and to know what they're proposing in these vaccines and to research these things for yourself. really have to know how it's not just a vaccine they're giving us they're manipulating our DNA our genome and you know they say it's temporary but I'm telling you that when you manipulate the genome with transfection you can make it permanent it is a possibility and they won't know that until they do it to all of us do you want to take that chance
0: other elements that is extremely concerning about this vaccine is that it is being pushed by the number one vaccine dealer in the world who is Bill Gates this is a man who has literally zero medical education I'm gonna ask you a question if you are ill you go to a doctor you go to somebody who was trained to treat you properly someone who can accurately diagnose you and who can propose the best treatment on your way to recovery would you ever go to a person who has literally zero medical training none of us would ever do that Bill Gates however is the person who is the number one voice in the world controlling entire governments health organizations in many countries he is the number one financer of the world health organization he dictates what they do and what they don't do this is a man who has literally zero medical education yet he is the number one voice in the world directing humanity as a whole in extremely dangerous medical decisions in a medical direction he is the one who finances the vaccine companies he's the one who spoke with President Trump and you can hear this clip in a few seconds where he literally said to President Trump you should not investigate the risks or the damages of vaccines.
2: And the second time I saw him was uh, the march after that. Uh, So March 2017 in the White House. In both of those two meetings, he asked me if vaccines weren't a bad thing because he was considering a commission to look into uh, ill effects of vaccine, ill effects of vaccine, ill effects of vaccines. And, And somebody, his name is Robert Kennedy Jr., was advising him that vaccines were causing bad things. And I said, no, that's a dead end. That would be a bad thing. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that
0: bill gates is known for a devastating destruction that he has caused worldwide with his vaccines robert f kennedy jr is a close relative to late john f kennedy who was assassinated because he was investigating the corruption in the cia robert kennedy has the same passion for truth and to fight corruption he investigated the vaccine industry of Bill Gates and he made a report that shows how he has made millions of women infertile without them knowing it. He has caused paralysis, autism, death in hundreds of thousands of children. He has been kicked out of India for doing that. There is literally a petition at the White House with more than 600,000 signatures from people who demand an investigation against Bill Gates for crimes against humanity. This is the man, zero medical education. He knows nothing about treating sick people, yet he is the number one vaccine dealer. Why is he doing that? He said literally that getting into the vaccine business was his best business investment he ever did he doubled his fortune from 50 billion dollars to over a hundred billion dollars by dealing vaccines besides that he also owns most of the media or he bribes them there is this well-known German journalist, Udo Ulfkotte. He was an editor for one of the largest newspapers in all of Europe. He came out a couple of years ago with a shocking confession. He said, for 25 years, I've been a journalist. In all those years, I was taught to lie, betray, and never tell the truth to the public. And he says, I was bribed by American billionaires by the CIA, by secret societies,
3: and by the German secret service. Well, I've been a journalist for about 25 years, and I was educated to lie, to betray, and uh, not to tell the truth to the public. It is not right what I have done in the past, uh, to, to manipulate people, to make propaganda, and it is not right what my colleagues do and have done in the past because they are bribed uh, to betray the people not only in Germany all over Europe. We live in a banana republic and not in a democratic country where we have press freedom, where we have human rights. Uh, I was supported by the Central Intelligence Agency, by the CIA. I am fed up with it. I don't want to do it anymore and so i have just written a book not to earn money no it will cause a lot of trouble for me just to to give the people in this country in germany in europe and all over the world just to give them a glimpse of a view what goes up
0: behind the closed doors why is this important in relation to vaccines recently there was a secret meeting by the top vaccine safety specialists from the World Health Organization in Geneva, Switzerland. This meeting was secret, it was not supposed to leak out. Someone with a conscience leaked out the footage of that meeting because those top vaccine safety specialists from around the world admitted to each other their severe, their deep concerns about the many long-term health damages caused by vaccines and the many deaths that it causes and they literally say one of the chief scientists from the world health organization says we have no good safety systems in many countries and we have no answers when people have questions about the deaths occurring due to vaccine.'"
3: It's because we're not able to give clear-cut answers when people ask questions about the deaths that have occurred due to particular vaccine and the deaths that have occurred due to particular vaccine and
0: and therefore it seems to me that it is not unexpected if they multiply the incidence of adverse reactions if they multiply the incidence of adverse reactions that are associated with the antigen but may not have been detected through lack of statistical power
3: in the original studies. You are correct. The major health concern which we are seeing are accusations of long-term, long-term effects. Long-term, long-term effects.
1: We have a very wobbly health professional frontline that is starting to question vaccines
4: and the safety of vaccines. When in medical school, you're lucky if you have a half day on vaccines, never mind keeping up to date with all this.
0: Regular vaccines are known to be very dangerous and have severe side effects. The media hides that from you, from the public, at all costs. Recently, there was a hearing uh, of Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Facebook, by the American government. A senator pointed out to him, recently, the U.S. government has paid over $4 billion to people whose lives have been destroyed by vaccines. Why is Facebook then hiding information about vaccine damage from its users?
5: Uh, In April, I wrote you that I was disappointed that Facebook would consider restricting free speech rights to communicate the risk associated with vaccinations. In recognition of the uncertainties, the risk of vaccinations, the federal government has created a vaccination trust fund that has paid out over $4 billion to compensate those who have been injured by vaccinations. There is no more clear or persuasive statement about the risk associated with vaccinations uh, than the existence and the payment record of that fund. Uh, From time to time, medical research has established case and context of specific risks associated with vaccinations. Shouldn't somebody have the opportunity to express an opinion different from yours? I mean, over $4 billion has been paid out by the fund over four thousands of people. Don't you think people should be able to have information to make an an informed choice? Congressman, I do. And that's why we don't stop people from posting on their page uh, something
6: that's wrong. Uh, Something that's wrong. Uh, Something that's wrong. Uh, Something that's wrong. Uh, wrong. Someone is typing in uh, into the search results uh, into the search box something that that might lead to anti-vax content um, we don't recommend anti-vax searches to them we don't recommend anti-vax
5: searches to them we don't recommend anti-vax searches to them the many of the people you know, harmed by this policy are in fact parents with disabled children and and I don't think we or you should be so quick to turn our backs on them uh, if you look at the statistics I, I think you're, you're, you're making a Okay, mistake.
0: A serious form of autism causes people to no longer be able to think clearly. They cannot speak properly. They can behave properly. They are mentally handicapped. A study was performed by the CDC to investigate the link between vaccines and severe autism. They found that indeed vaccinations cause autism what happened they threw all the evidence in a dustbin that they put in the middle of the room they destroyed the evidence and they released a scientific paper in the renowned magazine pediatric where they said no vaccines do not cause autism the chief scientist of that investigation of that study william thompson he came out and he said i am guilty We have hidden the truth from the public.
6: You and I don't know each other very well. You have a son
2: with autism and I have great shame now. There's a whistleblower from the CDC who's going to come out and say that the CDC had committed fraud on the MMR study and that they knew that vaccines were actually causing autism.
4: My
1: oldest son, Ian, was walking and running. After the vaccine, he was no longer able to do that.
4: So I called the clinic and I said, I think my child's had
1: adverse reaction to those shots. And then came the headbang, the constant banging against anything that he could find. Right now, I'm sitting in a very pretty position in terms of providing you a lot of information. The relative risk of receiving an autism
6: diagnosis was astronomical. Wow. The CDC
0: had known all along there was this MMR autism risk.
6: In CDC's judgment, the best public policy is to
3: continue vaccination unchanged.
2: You who run our health agencies in this country, you have an obligation to make sure that these studies are complete, thorough, so that we have all the facts. Oh my God, I cannot believe we did what we did, Um, but we did. Omission of crucial data, destruction of documents, misleading the Congress grievous harm
5: to innocent children.
2: Everything I've been telling my patients for the last 10 years has been based on a lie
5: and a cover-up. Parents should be able to count on federal agencies to tell them the truth. In 1978, the prevalence of autism was about 1 in 15,000 children. If we assume that things are going to continue
4: as they have, we can predict that by 2032, 80% of the boys born will end up on the autism spectrum. Half the children, 80% of the boys. That's a
5: vast number of children who are being diagnosed with autism every day.
4: This is going to be a complete catastrophe if we just let it happen.
0: There is crime at the highest level of the health organizations to hide disinformation. Media hides this information. The documentary facts shows the tremendous destruction that vaccines have caused worldwide. People express their their unexpressible heartbreak that vaccines have caused their children who can no longer walk, can no longer speak, can no longer think, Th- their eyes are all over the place. This documentary has been banned, has been oppressed, has been censored in every possible way. That's why I have invited Dr. Kerry to speak out about vaccines because the COVID-19 vaccine will have all the dangers of regular vaccines plus all the risks of the new technologies that are introduced without safety testing. Bill Gates literally said in an interview with the BBC that they are skipping the usual safety testing period because they have no time. What do you mean they have no time? That's absolutely insane. And he literally said that at least 700,000 people will suffer from side effects. And these side effects include cancer, autoimmune diseases, paralysis, death, all sorts of severe side effects. I will play the clip where you can
2: hear Bill Gates speak about the skipping of the safety testing. And the thing that will get us back to the world that we had before coronavirus is the vaccine and getting that out to all seven billion people. And being effective for older people whose immune system is weak is a huge challenge. If you really amp up the vaccine to do that, then you can run into safety issues. Then you can run into safety issues then you can run into safety issues. So we're gonna have to take something that usually takes five or six years and get it done in 18 months. But there will be a trade-off. We'll have less safety testing. We'll have less safety testing. We'll have less safety testing than we typically would have.
0: I understand it then from what you're saying is that, that it may be that there needs to be some compromise in some of the the safety measures that may, would normally be expected to
2: create a vaccine because time is so crucial. Well, of course, if you, if you want to wait and see if a side effect shows up two years later, if you want to wait and see if a side effect shows up two years later, if you want to wait and see if a side effect shows up two years later, Uh, That takes two years, so...
0: In the next clip you can hear Bill Gates say that he is injecting genetically modified organisms right into the vein of little
2: kids. Something to worry about with medicines, that is, might some of them have side effects? Do we need safety testing? I mean, and we're taking things that are, you know, genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in the little kids arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. Genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in the little kids arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. So, yeah, I think maybe we should have a safety system where we, you know, do trials and test things out. Yeah, I think maybe we should have a safety system. Yeah, I think maybe we should have a safety system. And look at his expression, how he enjoys it. He looks to the side and he smiles. You know, genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kid's arms. We just shoot them right into the vein.
0: So yeah, maybe we should have some safety testing, which means they do not have it yet at the moment he said that. Which means that for decades he has been injecting genetically modified organisms into millions of people which can alter their DNA, which causes tr- tremendous destruction to their bodies. And he just says, so yeah, maybe
3: we should have. It's because we're not able to give clear-cut answers when people ask questions about the deaths that have occurred due to particular vaccine. And- the major health concern which we are seeing are accusations of long-term Long term events.
1: We have a very wobbly health professional frontline that is starting to question vaccines and the safety of vaccines.
0: This is going to be a complete catastrophe if we just let it happen. There's, however, something else that's going on with this which is extremely, extremely dangerous the health ranger mike adams from natural news he is a scientist who has been investigating this for many years he made a video years ago in which he said literally they will cause a coronavirus pandemic and then introduce a vaccine that will kill millions of people because they
6: want to reduce the world's population they will be called in a kill switch vaccination program and the way it will work is likely something like this first there will be a planned outbreak a release of an engineered bioweapon we saw a practice run for this with the measles outbreak at disney world a few years ago which was used to push sb277 the vaccine mandate in california now this will be done on a global scale an engineered bioweapon will be released there will be calls for massive government funding of the vaccine industry to come up with a vaccine And miraculously they will have a vaccine developed in record time everyone will be required to line up and take this vaccine shot except the shot itself will be formulated to kill people the kill switch for humanity it's a hard kill laws will be passed demanding that everyone line up to be injected people who are not vaccinated will be disallowed from participating in public transportation. You won't be allowed to board an airplane. You will be denied a bank account or banking services. And in this injection, they will, of course, feed more bioengineered weapons. There will be viral strains in there with long latency that are programmed to activate perhaps months later. Once the payload begins to express itself, you will start to see people dying all in the streets across all the cities around the world once that begins the media will push a second round of vaccines that second round of vaccines will be a shorter duration kill switch that will kill people within weeks not months perhaps days in certain cases if you line up to be injected you will find yourself very likely dead before very long and this is the whole point Vaccines have become weaponized. They are a kill switch vector for humanity. Remember, the globalists don't want humans to be around, at least not most of us. They want to depopulate the planet by 90%. Vaccines have been increasingly weaponized. The Catholic bishops. Was Mike Adams out of his mind?
0: Was he insane? Why is he saying that? I'll go back to Dr. Carey and she will explain a few things about the background of Bill Gates, his mission, and the general agenda of the world's depopulation. Back to you, Carey.
1: So, you might ask why. why is this happening in this new proposed vaccine? Why are all these new technologies? Well, whenever I'm not sure of something, I always say, follow the money. And when you're looking at the backers of these companies that are trying to be the front runners for the vaccine manufacturing, um, when you're looking at the research and development, when you're looking at who is behind the big health organizations, like the World Health Organization, the National Institute of Health, the CDC, Center for Disease Control, you find the same names. One of the major backers is the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Another one you're going to see a lot is our military, the Department of Defense and DARPA. Okay, that's another part of the Pentagon. So you're seeing this over and over and over again. Okay, so we know there's entities, military, but let's look at the people, the Bill and Melinda Gates that are so outspoken because why would they really be so interested in vaccines? because they're part of the software technology. They're tech people. They have no background in health or science or epidemiology. Well, if you look at, and they're the ones backing and financing millions and millions of dollars into these companies. So they have a vested interest, so they can make money because you make money off of vaccines. That's one thing. But looking at the family history, you see that uh, Bill Gates' family has been very much involved with eugenics, sorry. Eugenics, that is population control of the world. They and he do believe that there is there are too many people in the world and that to make a healthy world, we need to depopulate. Okay, well, who is he to say who stays and who goes? And he is on video stating that by new vaccines, the technology of new vaccines, we can depopulate, he believes, by 10 to
2: 15%. Now, the world today has 6.8 billion people that's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or
1: 15%. Okay, who, who is he to decide who stays and who goes again? So this is uh, very concerning. We need to look at the motivations behind someone pushing this. Is that their motivation? Another thing to know is the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and the DARPA, again, that Pentagon, um, Uh, agency, they actually have been funding something called gene drive research, or gene extinction technology. And it's just like you might believe it is, it's about extinction, or species extinction. They propose to use this, and they have funded many millions of dollars to this, to exterminate a species from the planet. They are proposing to do this with the mosquitoes in Africa and other things and plants. Again, did anyone talk about this but these two agencies? So if they can go ahead and exterminate a species from the planet, that could extrapolate to humans. What if there's a species or a race they don't like? That's a potential, and how do they do this? They do it by mutagenesis, mutating a gene through, again, this word called transfection. Transfection, is a way to manipulate the DNA, and then you can mutate a gene that's actually the same technology they're using in this new vaccine they're proposing for COVID-19. Guys, we have to know the motivation behind these vaccines. What is the intent? Why are they rushing it? Also, you need to know that with the vaccines, if we get hurt, if people are killed, if people are paralyzed, if they get cancer, not one person has recourse. We cannot sue, we don't have a voice, because they passed in the United States two mandates to protect the vaccine manufacturers and anyone who administers them from all liability, all liability. So, first of all, there's a 1986 vaccine act. Look that up. That already exempted them from any liability. Then just to really cover their their tracks, in February of 2020, Alex Azar of the United States went ahead and passed an emergency preparedness act which included complete zero liability for all the vaccine manufacturers once again so there's two mandates and also through that emergency preparedness act they can force vaccinations on a population if there is no known treatment for the infection so this goes into the next thing of there is a treatment you know there have been doctors stepping forward we do know of different treatments. In fact, hydroxychloroquine, you might have heard about that, but it's being banned from certain protocols. Uh, Doctors, including my state, Georgia, where I'm licensed, um, the pharmacies now can turn down our prescriptions for hydroxychloroquine at their leisure. We never heard this before. Why is a doctor being prevented from prescribing a treatment that we know that can help with this virus and even prevent it? I don't know. I'm thinking maybe it's the money. Maybe, maybe it's uh, an agenda for the vaccines. Because what is the other reason? Doctors, American frontline doctors, they went up and they, they were talking about their experiences, how they had such su- success with the hydroxychloroquine. They went in front of Congress and, or they had a public hearing, and then they were silenced. Their website went down. One of the doctors was fired. Another one has been slandered. Um, there were repercussions for speaking out.
4: So for everybody who tuned in yesterday, I understand it went to over 20 million views on YouTube, Google, I'm sorry, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, and then they deleted us and canceled us. They deleted us and canceled us. We're tired of seeing patients die in front of us, and we're even more upset to see the spider web of fear that is enveloping the American public. When there's a treatment, there's a cure. When there's a treatment, there's a cure cure. People have been afraid to say that. But what else do you call it if you give somebody the medication early and it aborts the disease process? And it aborts the disease process? We're coming after you, Big Tech. We're coming after you. We won't be silenced. The First Amendment is first for a reason. Okay? You won't silence. If we come back every day, we'll come back every day. There's thousands of us. And by the way, the tide of evidence for hydroxychloroquine being safe and the solution for Americans, it's a tsunami. The tide of evidence for hydroxychloroquine being safe and the solution for Americans, it's a tsunami. The drug has been shown in endemic areas where they use it all the time. There's no COVID, almost zero. Who's the number one person for infectious disease in the world? And has he weighed in on this? He has. His name's Didier Raul. He's treated 4,000 people with this drug and have fabulous results. Hydroxychloroquine works. Withholding it from patients is shameful. We're here to bring you that news. Hydroxychloroquine
3: works. Um, I'm Dr. Stella Emanuel. I'm a pediatrician and an emergency room physician, Houston, Texas. I come from a different perspective. I'm, I'm from Cameroon originally, and I went to medical school in Nigeria. We took hydroxychloroquine, we took camoquin, flavoquine, and all the queens. So I'm kind of used to these medications. So when they started saying it was not it was dangerous, I was like, what? Because we give it to babies, pregnant women, elderly people, everybody takes it. Hydroxychloroquine works. I have treated over 350 patients, asthmatics, diabetics. All people, 92-year-olds, 70-something-year-olds, 80-something-year-olds, we've not had one death. America, you don't need to be afraid. COVID has a cure. You don't need to be afraid. COVID has prevention. It is important that people realize there is a concerted effort to keep the safety and
2: efficacy of hydroxychloroquine away from the American people, and we need to speak up. All of us do.
5: Thank you. The only way you, as the American people, will get this drug is if you demand it you're going to have to write to your um co- your congressman your um governors tweet president trump you've got to demand it if you demand it you'll get it and you can save your life and many others do it
4: i thank, thank you so much yes let's do that let's all tweet the president demand hydroxychloroquine what is it what is our hashtag on hydroxychloroquine Hashtag hydroxychloroquine works right to the president.